Abundance of love Abundance of grace Nailed to that cross You took my place Oh God You take my ransom Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, God Wants Us to Be Healthy and Growing. And full of love. Pray with me. God, thank you so much for meeting us in this place. You promised to be here when we gather in your name, God. So we gather today in your name and we need you. God, I pray now in Jesus' name that you'll anoint me to say things that would honor you. And that you would teach us from your word by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. We, God wants us to be healthy, growing, and full of love. I would have loved to have taught this on a Wednesday night. Some of y'all miss the best teaching that Abundant Life Christian Fellowship has to offer because you don't come out on Wednesday night. I know some of you can't drive at night and different schedules and things like that, but we need to hear what this says. So I want you really to try to focus this morning because I think it's important for us to get these three things down, health, growth, and love. Somebody say amen. See, God wants us to be like uh, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta, only in one capacity. How many of y'all remember that song they sang in Greece? Uh, we go together like ramma lamma lamma da ding da ding dong Together forever like shoebop shawada wada zippity zing ding I'm telling you, we go together and the body of Christ still hasn't figured that out in over 2,000 years of being on this planet. And this American nation hasn't figured it out in hundreds of years of being on this continent. But there's no doubt that God wants his children to be healthy, growing, and full of love. That's what a parent should want for their child. Listen, stop trying to live out your dreams through your children. Uh, people are like, I, I have my army buddies ask me, how could you let your firstborn son go in the Marine Corps? Why didn't he follow in your footsteps and go in the I don't dictate to my children their dreams. I just want them to be healthy. I want them to be growing in Christ, and I want them to be full of love. Can somebody say amen? amen. We need to check these things regularly. I, I told you all um, a, a couple of weeks ago that, I decided to lose some weight. I've been talking about losing weight for years. Then I went through a period where I told y'all, don't talk to me about losing weight. I'm happy being fat. Uh, somebody's got to be muscular, muscular and somebody's got to be cute and cuddly, and I feel, feel good on the couch. But I decided uh, that I was going to lose some weight, um, and I crossed over a threshold, and I know every pound that I've lost because I look at it every day. Um, my, my kids weighed themselves every day growing up. And, Dad, can I come in your bathroom and weigh myself? Boy, you ain't grown none since yesterday. But go ahead. And today is the first. I, start, I started this uh, 
process about two months ago at 224 cute and cuddly pounds, and I, I broke under 200 pounds this week, and I'm standing here at 198 pounds. Uh, but I'm still, I'm still fat. I'm still wearing all my fat boy clothes. Uh, but I, I don't say that uh, to, to, to say anything about what my own weight loss isn't the point there. The point is I'm tracking my progress because I want to make sure that I'm progressing. And you, you talk to anybody who's serious about being in the gym, they can tell you what their personal best is on every weight they touch in that room. You talk to somebody who's on a diet, they can tell you uh, what, what, what they weigh week by week. If you talk to somebody who is trying to uh, read through the entire book of the, uh, the entire Bible in a year, they can tell you right where they are. Because when you're progressing, you want to keep track of it. I believe the trick of the devil is to keep us from tracking our progress, from self-examination, so we won't progress. If you don't look at it, uh, I had somebody, uh, one of my sons asked me one time, we, we, had, a, we had a really large um, worship leader, and uh, he, he was big, huge man, a wonderful singer, uh, and one of my sons asked me, Dad, how can somebody get that big? And I told him, the same way I got this big, one pound at a time. And if you don't track your progress, you, you, you're going to be the, the person who doesn't even know how far gone you are. And I want us to think about being healthy, being, being, being in a place where we're growing and full of love. L- l- listen to this. If you're growing, then you're full of love. And if you're not full of love, you're not healthy or growing. Healthy things grow. Growing things have, have the best chance to be healthy. But if you don't have love, the Bible says everything else you do is nothing. Mm, We're going to get to it in just a second. The good news, if you're not healthy, if you're not growing, if you're not full of love, the good news is we serve a patient God who loves us right where we are. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's, That's better news than you understand it to be. God is not angry at us. God is not waiting on us to get one step better before he loves us. If you're a Christian today, God loves you as much as he loves his son, Jesus Christ. There'd never be a time where he loves you any less than he loves you already. You don't have to do anything to earn a father's love. Mm. And he's patient. He's a whole lot more patient with me than I am with my sons. I'll tell you that. And I thank God. Uh, if you think the ways of God are hard, uh, you, you ought to try to come living in my house. Um, God is kind and decent and loving. He's not the killjoy and the angry uh, man sitting up in the sky that people think he is try, trying to make people miserable. He is kind, loving, quick to forgive, and ready to pardon. But if we're going to be healthy, if we're going to grow, if we're going to be full of love, we must all do our part. Look at somebody and say, do your part. You got to do your part. Now, if we had a church full of uh, mature, fired up, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost people who, who were just 
on fire for God, then we could just go around the room and ask everybody, what part are you doing? But I know some people are still trying to find their part. And listen, you did some of your part today by obeying the word of God that tells us not to forsake the assembling together. And you're a part of being here. And I thank God that he gives us a, a building to sit in, out of the heat, chairs to sit on and not concrete or stand up through the whole thing. People start sitting down during the praise and worship. What if we had to stand up through the whole thing? See, I, I always, when I, when I see people, and I always say, you know, if, if you're physically able, stand up. If you're not, don't. But I know the sitters were never Catholic. Oh, I was born into the Catholic church. Uh, they're more standing up, sitting down, and standing back up than you could shake a stick at. But we've got to do our part, and part of that is gathering together in his name. Uh, God has given gifts uh, to the indivi- every individual who's saved, but he's also given certain gifts to the church. And I want to tell you what a gift is. We went over it many times, but a lot of this ends up being taught on Wednesday night, and the bulk of the church misses it. But a spiritual gift is not a talent. It's, it's not something that you're good at. It, it's not necessarily uh, your personal inclination, although it could be. A spiritual gift is a supernatural ability given by God to the believer for the purpose of glorifying God and building up the other believers. So uh, is playing a piano a gift from God? It's a gift that God allowed you to have, but it's not a spiritual gift according to the Bible. Catching a football, shooting a basketball, you might be talented, but that's not a spiritual gift, and we need to be operating in biblical spiritual gifts. And Ephesians 4.11, we're going to back up from where we started and end in verse 16. The Bible says in verse 11, now these gifts, are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. So we've got gifts God gave to the individual. That's your spiritual gift. And then we've got gifts God gave to the fivefold ministry. That's a gift to the church. Um, And that's the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. There are false prophets there are false pastors and teachers out there teaching that the apostolic age is over that there are no apostles and they're they're wrong and i hope you've learned enough in your bible to understand that but we need the five-fold ministry some of y'all are already wondering and yeah i'm going to show you the hand uh that you can remember these the five-fold ministry is so important. It's a gift God gave to the entire body of Christ around the world, and you need to appreciate the gift you have been given. It's not a gift that everyone has. It's an office that God places people in so they can be a blessing to the body of Christ and help God uh, participate in the advancement of God's kingdom. The first mention is the apostle, and that's represented by the thumb. The thumb is the only digit on your hand that can cover all four fingers. It's a governing, governing gift. It's an in-charge gift. It's an order-setting gift. It's an overseeing gift. It's the thumb. And then the, the next gift is the prophet, and that's represented by your pointer finger. And that is the, the person, who, man or woman, who stands up and speaks forth what God has said. 
Prophecy is not fortune-telling. They, they said apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, not soothsayers, uh, magic spell casters, devils, and Madame Darina. Prophecy is not saying uh, God seen your labor, God has seen your trial, and God is about to bust through on you. Would have been. Now, that's just hype selling so people will give more in the offering. That's not prophecy. Uh, prophecy is speaking forth what God has said. It's speaking forth, not fortune telling, but it's that you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You want to hear what prophecy is? You got to go to the Bible. All prophets in the Bible had a very similar message. And that message wasn't your miracle is coming. That message wasn't, seen, wasn't God seeing how unfairly you've been treated. That message wasn't God's about to make you the CEO even though you might be the janitor now. You hear all of that on TV. And their churches are packed selling that hope and that hype to people. But if you look at what the prophet said, the prophet went and told people, you're wrong for what you're doing, and if you don't repent, judgment is going to fall. Judgment's coming, and you better fall on your face before God and get your life right so you don't get caught up in it. That's prophecy. Mm, nobody like that. So you got apostles, you got prophets. The third uh, gift to the church is the evangelist. That's, that's, I ain't going to hold it up by itself. Uh, that, on a normal hand, is the longest reaching dig, digit on your hand. And the evangelist is the longest, furthest reaching office ministry Five-fold ministry gift given to the body of Christ. It's the person that goes out everywhere to the end of the earth and tells people about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then you have the pastor. And the pastor is this ring finger. And if I broke that finger in a fight one day. I... Anyway, the pastor is the covenant gift. It's the ring finger gift. The pastor is the one who stays with you when everybody leaves. I used to pray that God would let me do it, but uh, I, I got out of that a long time ago. I know a lot of guys who used to pastor, and they gave it up, and now they call themselves evangelists, and they go around preaching at different... They got all these pastor friends, and I got a lot of pastor friends, and they, they pay each other to come preach for each other, and... Pastors who are dedicated to their local congregation call those, those type of guys five suits, five sermons. All you got to have is five decent outfits and five good sermons. You, you preach those in Alabama one month, go to Mississippi the next month. Sure, people are like, ooh, I went and saw Apostle Bobo, came to the Coliseum. Whoa, his message was so articulate. His message was so profound. His message was so prolific. He'd been preaching that message for 30 years. This is 1,500 time preaching it. He talks in his sleep through that message. But I thought about being that guy because, listen, being the one who sticks around through the yuck is the hard work. It's the covenant gift. It, 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 it's like, it's like the, the mama and daddy gift. No matter how crazy you get, they're still supposed to love you. And that, that's the pastor. And the teacher is represented by the pinky finger, which creates balance. And it's best seen when you're sipping tea. It, it creates balance uh, in the body of Christ. So you got the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and the teachers. 
And I said we must all do our part. And as a part of the fivefold ministry, as the pastor of this church, my part is to equip you to, to provide you with what you need so that you can do your part. And I wonder if you know what your part is, if you're involved in doing your part. I've heard so many people tell me, well, I don't need a, a, a church. I don't need a pastor. I don't, I don't need somebody to teach me. I got the Holy Spirit. Uh, listen, I, I know people who have left churches and they started their own church, uh, got meeting with a handful of people. Some of them grew to be large churches. A bunch of disgruntled people got tired of working inside the five-fold ministry and they jumped up and started their own thing. Don't ever get involved in something like that. I, I'm, I'm going to say it again so you remember it. A real Five-fold ministry gift, whether it's an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher, they have to first be called by God. Then they have to either be sent out by a group of people the way the apostles were sent out by Jesus and the way the apostles sent out other elders to go into every city and start churches with elders and deacons. They have to be sent out or they have to be called to a place. And here's the cliche I want you to remember. Some were called. And some were sent, and some just packed up their junk and went. And anybody who packed up their junk and went is not a legitimate man or woman of God because they're operating outside of the fivefold ministry, and they're not operating biblically. Everybody doesn't like that, but most of us know some people. And I've had people say when I try to explain the truth to them, well, the the first church met house to house. I'm like, why do you read half a verse? to twist it and make it sound like that's what the early Christians did. Read the whole passage. They met together in the temple to worship God together, and then during the week they met house to house and broke bread together. Be careful about these house churches because I guarantee you the majority of them were started by angry, disgruntled, I can, I can do it better myself people, and God is not in that level of covenant breaking. I, I told this church when Gail and I started here on January 6, 2001, that I would not do to abundant life what I've seen all of my pastor friends do. Because here's the thing pastors do. They all start off as most, a lot of them start off as youth pastors, associate pastors, uh, janitors, uh, whatever, uh, And then at a little church, and then when they get a little better, some bigger church offers them more money, and they jump to a bigger church, jump to a bigger church, jump to a bigger church. Some of y'all do that in y'all's career, and that's okay inside your career, but I never felt like that's the right thing to do. You you come to a people, and you say, I'm the the covenant gift. I'm the one that stays. I I was the one that was here before you were here, and I'm the one that's always going to be here until God moves me. These pastors that leave one church to go to another church, the Bible says they are hirelings and they are not shepherds. They're just chasing money and more money. Listen, uh, people say, Pastor, when are you going to quit? Listen, if I was going to quit, I'd already quit. If the devil could run me out, he'd already run me out. So I'll tell you you what the God's honest truth is. I'm going to quit the very first time God tells me it's time to go. I'm not going to have an argument with him. I'm not going to have a debate with him. I'm not going to ask him if he's sure. I'm going to say thank you 
and I'm going to just hand off the microphone. And then I'm going to go and sit down in a church and I'm going to serve God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength because you can talk to any pastor of any church I've ever been to. I was every pastor's right-hand man. I was to step and fetch it. I make a great number two man. Why? Because every great leader has to be a great follower. God has given us the fivefold ministry to help us. Verse 12 says their responsibility, whose responsibility, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, which is the body of Christ. I said we got to all do our part. My part is to equip you. That word equip means to furnish with the necessary things. Furnish with the necessary things. I got to give you the tools so that you can go out and do God's work. The the fivefold ministry equips the church, God's people, to do God's work and build up the church. So whose job is it to do? I ain't going to let you mess up. I I, I trap you on Wednesday night. I ain't going to do it on Sunday morning. People throw out the wrong answer, and and I have to correct it. I've heard lots of pastors say, it ain't my job to do the work of ministry. That's your job. And they use this verse, and there's some truth in that. It, it is the church's job to build up. The fivefold ministry's job is to equip. But if you are in the fivefold ministry, you got to be part of the church too. So we're all in this thing together, and God chooses who he chooses. And then when he's done with them, just like he was done with David, and he told David time, time, like he was done with Moses. Mo, Moses, uh, was, time was done. God said, I've done all I'm going to do through you. Uh, time for you to hand it off. Same thing happened to David. David just knew he was going to build the temple for God. God said, no, you're not going to be the one. Your son's going to be the one. Uh, your, your time is over. But we're all part of the body of Christ. And part of what our job is, when I said we must all do our part, is to do the work of ministry. Verse 13 says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Now, let me say something about the fivefold ministry. As a pastor... God has put me inside the fivefold ministry. Well, what about the apostles? What about the prophets? Uh, what about the evangelists out, out there? The, the reason why you don't see as much talked about in that regard is because in today's day and age, in our country, a lot of those people are fakes, phonies, frauds, and con men. And that's why I tell people, when people are moving, when we're, we're a military town, when people are getting transferred... I tell them, make sure that the person that you're going to let speak to you for God has a real calling of God on their life. Now, this isn't the the litmus test. This isn't the end-all, be-all, but... I went to Joseph Stilwell Junior High School on the west side of Jacksonville. I went to Ed White High School on the west side of Jacksonville. I've lived on the west side of Jacksonville slash Clay County because don't kid yourself, Clay County is just a reach out from the west side. Uh, My entire life since I was 11 years 
old. I see these pastors that create a mess in their last church, and then they move across country and act like they're, they're, they're spiritual and holy, and they're just running from their past. I believe you ought to know something about the person that you say preach preacher to because there's a lot, of, a lot of false people out there. And I'll, I'll tell you this for sure. I've been telling you all from day one, I'm not the standard. Jesus is the standard. I, I got as much problems as you've got. I'm a, I'm a work in progress just like you are, but I'm not running from anything, and I'm not hiding from anybody. And everywhere I go, I see people that know me. And if there was something, I wonder if he really, listen, if there was really anything to, to what you think you might have thought, then it would have, after 20 Two years, pastor in the same church where the average senior pastor only stays on average 18 to 36 months, that would all been exposed by now. So you got to make sure who is out there. And I wish there were some real apostles, and there are. There are not a lot in America. I've met real apostles from Africa. I've, read, I've met real apostles from Europe. I've met real apostles who are true apostles of God, but we want to keep moving. This ain't going to be all about the fivefold ministry. But it says in verse 13, this will continue. What will continue? The fivefold ministry. What's, the, what's their part to do? Equip, give you the tools so you can be the men and women that God saved you to be. Uh, what will continue? Fivefold ministry teaching, fivefold ministry equipping. This will continue until we all say all. Come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. If you ever meet somebody that says there are no apostles in the earth, I want you to take them to this verse and let them know how long apostles will be in the earth. If, they, if you meet somebody that says, I don't need a pastor in my life, they're just a man giving their opinion, I want you to take them to this verse and let them know this fivefold ministry is going to continue until we all... See, I used to just say, if you think that you've come into um, full maturity and you measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ, I used to say that, but then I realized there's some nut jobs in church. Some crazy people in church. And, and there are people out there that think that they have attained. And they think they're so mature. They think that they're, they're the, measured up to the full standard. So that's why now when I teach this verse, I focus on all. Because you might think you're all that in a bag of chips, uh, two for nickel butter cookie. Uh, you might think you're RC Cola and a moon pie with some peanuts in it. You might think you're everything times ten, but have all of God's children become mature and all that. Somebody say, no way. No way. No way. So is, is this relevant for us today? Are there still Christians out there that need to grow? Are there still Christians out there that need to be more mature? Are there still Christians that need to become complete in what God has for them? Absolutely. That's every saved person still on the planet. And that's why this five-fold ministry is so important in a world where it has become so trendy to say, well, I'm spiritual, but not religious. If you ever hear someone tell you they're spiritual and not religious, you go ahead and know they're either heavily confused or unsaved all the way around. What, what, what they mean is they don't want to hear about your God. They got their own special hookup outside of church. They don't want to go to church. And I'll tell you again, what I say all the time, 
you cannot be a Christian without going to church. You can be saved. You, can, you, you might stumble your way into heaven. But if you want to be a Christian, the word means Christ-like, and Christ went to church. And the apostles and prophets went to church. And I want to be in this process. I want to be becoming more mature in the Lord. I am, by my own right, one of the least mature people on the planet. Uh, you can still catch me. I'll be 60 years old next Sunday. You can still catch me if you dared me to do something. I might just jump in. If you, if you dare, if somebody just dared me just to kick that keyboard, that chord piano off its stand, uh, I might. Probably not today because I'm in the middle of preaching. But I, some people just didn't grow up. On, on schedule. Uh, listen, that's every man in this room. Well, at least one person said amen, and he sh- his wife knows he fits that bill. But we all need to be more mature in the Lord. And I thank God for, for the growth that I've experienced in Christ. I want you to thank God for the growth that you've experienced in Christ, and I want us all to agree we're not all the way there yet. There's more for us to learn. There's more for us to grow. And there's more for us to do to advance God's kingdom. Verse 14 says, then, when is then? Then is after. After what? After everybody, after all believers are mature. And, and completely following the standard of Christ, then we'll no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Mm, say new. When you hear new teaching, you can replace that word new with false. All new teaching is false. All new teaching is false. Because the scripture says of itself, there is nothing new under the sun what was is and what will be will be there is no new people but people love new oh pp there's a guy preaching right now he's one of the highest paid most sought after most traveled preachers on the planet he's out of africa and he is he is a liar to his core but he's got hundreds of thousands of people following him with this new never heard of uh false theology that says God's people don't have to die. We can all live together. Just, 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 and you, you'll never be sick and you'll never die. You can live thousands of years in this. He's just crazy out of his mind. Nobody's ever taught that before. Why? Because it's not true. It's new. People, people want what's new. They want what's trendy. They want what's catchy. They want what's cutting edge. Listen, if you're not even doing the basics, you don't even need to worry about what you don't know. You need to start doing what you do know. Because I'm convinced the majority of people inside the body of Christ, if we just lived the truth that we knew already, we'd be better Christians than we are now. And so God's going to allow this to, to the point where we're not immature, where we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. I listen to stuff on the radio, on TV. I just have to turn it off. I'm like, that is shameful, shameful, standing up there, Having $50 money lines, having $100 money lines, telling, telling 
poor people sitting at house on disability. If you sow a seed out of your poverty like the widows might, you don't know what God's going to do. Claiming uh, God going to give you double for your trouble. Well, then why say sow a $100 seed and God's going to give you a 1000 That's not double for your trouble. That's 10X. These are just liars trying to do what? We will not... They are the people that we shouldn't be influenced by when they try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Uh, I went to manpower when it came to Florida 15, 20 years ago. Uh, Pastor Gene Dillon and I went. Uh, He'd been my accountability prayer partner for over 25 years, and we went, and we were both shocked. And, I mean, they had... They had everybody there back then when the, those were the big names going. They, they had Bishop Jakes there, of course, because it was his thing. They had Rod Parsley there. Rod Parsley said, said it, God told him that everybody in the room need to buy his book today. You don't even have to read this book. It's so anointing. Just rub it on your chest and throw it away. Ain't that crazy? What kind of insane nut job thinks... And everybody shouted him down, and they all bought the book. I didn't buy the book. He'd have said God, God gifted him to write it, and it honored God and would help me grow in my faith if I'd be diligent to study it and apply it to my life. I might have read it. Rub it on your chest. Then, then he stood up and, and, and said that God told him that every man in the room that's got a thousand more than a thousand dollars in the bank need to personally sow into bishop jake's life today bishop jake got a big smile on his face he said god the spirit of god just told me that there are at least 15 30,000 men in the room he said at least 1500 men in the room right now that god is commanding to sow a $1,500 just come right now take your checkbook right be writing it out as you and there they they all came up there writing $1,500 checks. Where do you see anything like that in the Bible? But here's what they thought. God's going to sprinkle magic dust on me if I give $1,500 today. I'd love to see where they're all at right now. But there, the, the body of Christ has been way too influenced There's been too much influence on the body of Christ by people trying to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. And we're in a nation full of lies right now. We're we're in a nation full of lies. lies. We live in a world full of lies. The Internet and social media make it easy access for us to just pump our brain. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. If all you watch is Fox News, and you live and die by what Fox News says, you are an unbalanced creature in this country and in this world. They are sowing a narrative uh, to their own purpose to to cater to their base of people that uh, are are disgruntled and unhappy with whatever they want them to be disgruntled and unhappy with. And if all you do is watch CNN or MSNBC, you are an unbalanced person because they're doing the same thing on the flip side of the coin. They don't care. They don't. None, none of them care. You, you, you watch Fox News right now, and, and, and you'll hear one, one story. You watch CNN, you'll hear a different story. I was talking to somebody last month about the fentanyl crisis at the border. Uh, and, 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 and the, the, the influx of migrants coming in when we've already got millions of people who f- waiting 
have already filled out the paperwork to join, uh, become citizens of this country. And, and I told them what President Obama said. Yes, we're a nation of immigrants, but we're also a nation of laws. And it's not just to let people skip the line in front of millions of people who have already filled out the paperwork, done it the right way. And this person said, well, what are you talking about? Fentanyl problem. And she had no idea there's a fentanyl problem in America. She had no idea there's a border crisis because every day CNN and, 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 and the, the Democrats tell you that there's no border crisis. That's just a dog whistle because Republicans hate black and brown people. So we got half the world out there believing that. Then, then, then you got Fox News uh, telling their version of stuff, and it's all just lies so clever they sound like the truth. Uh, Donald, Donald Trump's about to go to prison, and <laughs> she's clapping for that. Let me, let me ask you this. Will Donald Trump going to prison put any extra money in your bank account? Did Barack Obama being president put any extra money in your bank account? Did Donald Trump ever give a rat's behind about the west side of Jacksonville? Did Barack Obama ever give a rat's behind about the west side of Jacksonville? Y'all, I'm telling y'all, stop believing these liars. Our king will never live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Our king lives in heaven, seated on the throne, surrounded by the angels worshiping him, the body of Christ. We got to quit being so clever. Donald Trump, they, they say they've got him now because the, the employee he had, he, he had somebody go in and destroy a, a video camera that recorded some, some stuff that it, they, they erased it. And, and Fox is speculating that it could have been. No, they erased it because he was doing dirt on video. Okay, so you, you watch CNN and they're all like, Donald Trump's doing dirt and he destroyed the evidence and he needs to go to prison forever. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's throw a little balance at you. Hillary Clinton and her staff bleached computers, broke them up with a hammer, uh, destroyed 140,000 emails to hide the dirt she was doing and ain't nobody on CNN saying Hillary Clinton's going to jail. So every day they're saying, well, he didn't do it. Fox, he didn't do anything Hillary didn't do. And every day CNN saying he needs to go to jail for destroying uh, documents. Or he needs to go to jail because they found some documents at his home. And some Fox will tell you, CNN will tell you, he needs to go to jail. He had, he had documents at his house, top secret, he wasn't supposed to have classified documents at his house, and he needs to go to jail. Well, well, that's what CNN will tell you. Fox News will say, well, Joe Biden said it on camera that he had documents that were found in his house sitting behind his Corvette in his garage. See, we live in a world where everybody's lying to us but God. And God's book. And God said, if you don't get anything, here it is. God said, let God be true and everybody else a liar. The only person you can count on in this life is God and people who are rightly dividing the word of truth. But here's what I believe. I believe they just want to keep us divided. I believe they, that, that they just want to keep us at each other's throat so we'll never become unified. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Re Republicans, listen, I've never seen it. I've, I'm about to be 60 years old. I, I grew up in a world where we could sit down and have dialogue. We could sit down and have conversation. You could say your piece, I could say my piece. We, we could learn from each other, or we could just stomp off and say, well, let's agree to disagree. But it 
wasn't no violence being perpetrated. There wasn't no, we're going to surround your house and picket you down, cancel you. It is so crazy what they are doing to destroy us. And I, I've told you so many times that God is a creator and the devil is an imitator. And what God wants to do, the devil wants to undo. And God cares about unity. So the devil cares about division. Because the devil knows if, if, if he can keep us divided, if he can keep us talking politics, we ain't winning anybody to Christ. If he can keep us talk, talking race, we're not winning anybody to Christ. If he can te- keep us talking about all the problems, then we're not going to find any solutions. And we're not going to win anybody to Christ. Psalm 133, God said, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. In verse 3, he said, that's the place God commands the blessing. That's the place God commands where? Unity. Unity. I know people in this church and outside this church that based on different viewpoints, people in their own families have cut them off and decided, "Mm, I can't even talk to you anymore. Don't be that person. What, What difference? What difference does it make whether the president is orange, white, or black? That's funny. And nobody even laughed. What difference does it make? They, they're not going to do anything for us. They, they're, they're not, they're not fig- the, the, the biggest issue in America is people have abandoned Christ. Church attendance in this country has never been lower than it is right now. The second biggest issue in this country is fatherless homes. But nobody wants to talk about that. Keeping us divided because that's what the devil wants. Keep men against women. I, I, we didn't live in a world where men hated women and women hated men when I was growing up. Now we got all these dudes out there calling themselves MGTOW. How many of y'all heard of that acronym, MGTOW? It stands for men going their own way. They're like, well, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I, I'll just lay down with them, but I won't marry one. Because women are all horrible and can't be trusted. Then, then you got all these feminists out there saying, but we don't need men. You can't watch 20 minutes of social media without hearing some feminist woman say uh, that men are the problem, men caused all the problems, men caused all the wars. Listen, most of the, mo- a lot of the wars in the world were fought over women. You can get your own war going over a woman right now. Try to step up to Elder Jimmy's woman. See how fast war comes your way. Listen. You, you can't listen to 30 minutes worth of social media or news without hearing somebody say, well, men ain't ish. I don't know why. Why, why adopt that word ish? Say what you want to say. Women didn't talk about men like that uh, when I was growing up. Why? Because they understood that God created men and God created women, and everybody's got a part to do. So what did men do? They, they abused women and pushed them down. So what did women do? They rose up and said, now it's our time to dominate. Why does someone have to dominate? Why can't everybody do their part in life? Now you got all these people, and I've told you all this, this lie that there's 100 genders out there, that's just an attack on God's order of a husband, a wife, and some kids. When families were strong, communities were strong. When families were strong, schools were strong. When families were strong, people weren't going to jail all the time. 
And all the while, political arguing, racial arguing, women and men arguing. I saw that, that woman from Snow White. She said, this ain't one of them. This ain't 1923 anymore. And my first thought is, well, why don't you just make a movie and name it what you wanted it to be? She said, this ain't no story about some woman be, being poor and helpless and needing a prince to come along and save her. This ain't about falling in love with a man. This is about a woman uh, dominating and becoming a world leader. I'm like, well, she can't dominate, be a world leader, and love a man? What kind of world are you living in? Because let me tell you this for sure. If you put a hundred men on an island by themselves in less than a hundred years, there'd be nobody alive. You put a hundred women on an island by themselves in less than a hundred years, none of them will be alive. You put a hundred homosexuals on an island and nobody else, in less than a hundred years, nobody will be alive. You put a hundred lesbians on an island by themselves, in less than a hundred years, nobody will be alive. You put a hundred gay cross-dressing, confused dudes that think there's a hundred genders out it, and they'll die off. Why? Because they're not following God's order. Nature demands that there's a man, a woman, and they produce children, and families need to be together, and we need to do our part. We're fighting the wrong stuff. We're fighting the wrong stuff, and I'm aggravated by it. I'm upset by it. It's hurting people that I love. It's hurting people that I care about. It's preventing unity in the body of Christ. I, I've been a young man, and now I'm an old man, and I've given my entire adult life working toward racial harmony in the body of Christ only to see this, this Internet tearing it all apart. They want us to hate everybody. They want men to hate women, women to hate men. That is not on God's agenda. Let me finish this up. Verse 15 said, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. When the Bible uses the word church, more times than not, it's always talking about one of two things. More times than not, it's talking about the worldwide church, every Christian that's ever been saved. That's the whole body of Christ. That's the church. Sometimes it's talking about local churches like this one, that one, and the other one. But Jesus is the head of the church. We are the members of the body of Christ, and we need to be doing our part so that we can grow in every way to be more and more like him. Verse 16 says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. This last verse I'm going to do. And I want, you to, I want you to really let this sink in. I want you to think about it today, this week, the rest of your life. God makes the whole body fit together perfectly. If you call yourself a Christian, you fit together with other believers. If you don't fit together with other believers, there's a disconnect somewhere. Because God is looking for us to be jointly fit together, one version says. And he went on to say, as each part does its own special work. Say special work. You, if you're saved, you have a special work to do. Where's Terry? Oh, there you go. Man, I was so happy to see Terry come in. I, I, have, been, I have been praying uh, so much. Uh, your wife asked prayer for you, and, and, and any time somebody tells me about a, a, a man near my age having pain in his body, 
uh, I, I take that serious because uh, ha having broke my neck and my back twice, I know what chronic pain is like. And when I saw Terry Carn today out front before everybody else or most people got here hammering those signs into the ground, I thought, look at that man doing his part. And I thank God for you, brother. It's good to see you in church today. Hallelujah. God's a healer. And I thank God that even on your bad days, you do your part. Why are you singing him out but not me? I want to say shut up. Each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. If you're not fit with other believers, if you don't fit in and do your, your part, then the body of Christ won't be healthy. And I came to tell you today, the body of Christ in America is unhealthy. Too many people disjointed. Too many people disconnected. It's, it's not growing. It, 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 you you got to do your job so that other people can grow. Terry doing his job today grew my faith, grew my joy, grew my hope. You being here today grows my faith, joy, and hope. But we need each other. And we've got to do our part. I want to close this up on that verse, but i got to tell you, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Some of you have the gift to encourage. You ought to be encouraging people. Some, some of you have the gift of mercy. You ought to be out there showing it. Some of you have the gift of giving. Whatever your part is, you need to get locked in on your part. Because we, as the worldwide body of Christ, cannot be healthy and growing without everyone doing their part. It's like taking your chain off your bicycle and taking one link out of it. It doesn't fit anymore. You need all those links in that chain, and you're a link in the chain. And God's given you a spiritual gift. Verse 16 says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That's what should be happening. It doesn't make a difference if Joe Biden is your favorite. Well, if Joe Biden's your favorite president, come see me. Um, we've had much better. Uh, it doesn't make a difference if President Obama is your favorite president or Donald Trump's your favorite president. That should not cause you to disjoint from the body of Christ. The devil would love for us to be more political than Christian. He'd love for us to be more white and more black and more Hispanic than Christian. But we've got to do our special work so other people can grow. I want to read you one verse out of Hezekiah's Walker song. I love this song. It says, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. You are important to me. I need you to survive. I love that he put pen to paper and wrote that song and that lots of people sing that song. But I want us to live that song. We started this church 22 years ago. 
with a concept of family being there for each other. And there are people in this room that if they fell on hard times, their house bill would be paid till they got on their feet. Their rent would be paid. Their car wouldn't go late. They wouldn't get their lights turned off. Why? Because they've shown themselves to be part of this family. And, and I, I started talking about what Kurt Franklin said uh, back when we first started. I said, let's be that kind of family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend, and I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Can you call on your brother when you need a hand? If you can't, then you probably haven't been fit in your spot. Because if you ever get fit in your spot and do your part, oh, you're going to be surrounded by people that will be there for you when you need them. I hope that you are healthy spiritually. I hope that you're growing spiritually. And I hope that you're full of love because that's God's desire for his children. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be one of the few places that I've ever seen in this country where truly red, yellow, black, and white, different denominations, different backgrounds come together under the cross of Jesus Christ. Help us, God, to walk in unity so that you will bless us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the AOCF Sound Doctrine Podcast and visit us on the web at AOCFnow.org. Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to give a donation, please go to AOCFnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church, loving God, loving people.